0: Welcome back to another episode of Stimulate Your Mind, proudly presented to you by LOF Productions. Welcome everyone to the second installment of our series, looking at the companions of the Ahlul Bayt, salam. Today we'll be taking a look at the life of Abu Dhar al-Ghifari. The tribe of Ghifar was one of the Arab pagan tri- tribes. He lived near Medina where the Meccan trading caravans passed. The members of the tribe of Ghifar worshipped an idol named Munat. They thought that Munat decided predestination and chance and they visited and sacrificed sheep for it. The people of the book, meaning the Christians and the Jews, gave good news of the appearance of a new prophet whose time was about to come. The Arab tribes reported this news and those who mocked the idols longed for the coming of the new prophet. One day, a man came from Makkah and said to Jundub, there's a man in Makkah who says that there is no God but Allah and claims that he's a prophet. So Jundub asked, which tribe does he belong to? And the man answered, he belongs to the Quraysh. Jundub asked, which tribe of the Quraysh does he belong to? And the man replied, he belongs to Bani Hashim. He then asked, what have the Quraysh done? And the man replies, that they've accused him of lying. They say that he's a magician and a man that is insane. The man went away, but Jundub thought about what the man had told him again and again. Jundub thought to send his brother Anis to Makkah to get him some news about the new prophet. And so Anis set off to Makkah and quickly came back to tell his brother, I've seen a man, The man orders people to do good and avoid doing evil. He invites them to worship Allah. I've seen him pray near the Kaaba. And I've seen a young man, his cousin, Ali, praying beside him. And a woman, his wife Khadija, praying behind him. Jundab asked his brother, then what have you seen? And he answered, this is what I've seen. But I didn't dare to approach him because I was afraid of the Qurayshi leaders. Jundab was dissatisfied with what he had heard. So he set out for Makkah to know the Prophet himself. When the Ghaifari young man arrived in Makkah, the sun was about to set went around the Kaaba and sat in a corner of the Holy Shrine to take rest and to think about a way to meet the Prophet. It got dark and the Kaaba became empty of people. In the meantime, a young man came to the courtyard of the Holy Mosque and began going around the Kaaba. The young man saw a stranger. He came towards him and asked him politely, You're a stranger, aren't you? And the Ghafarian said, Yes. The young man said, Let's go to my home. So Jundub followed the young man silently. In the morning, Jundub thanked the young man for his good hospitality. He saw him off and he set out to the Zamzam well to see the Prophet. The hours passed and Jundub waited waited until it became dark. Again, the young man came and went around the Kaaba. He saw the foreign man at his place. The young man said to Jundub, Isn't it time for me to know your tribe? Jundub said, No. The young man said to Jundub, Then come with me to my house. Jundub stood up and went with him to the house silently. The young man said, I can see that you're thinking, what's your need? Jundub said carefully, I'll tell you if you keep it a secret. He replied, I'll keep it a secret if Allah pleases. Jundub was relieved when he heard Allah's name. So he said slowly, I've heard about the Prophet, that he has appeared in Makkah and I want to see him. The young man said with a smile, Allah has guided you. I'll show you to his house. Follow me at a distance. When I see a suspicious person, I'll stop as if to repair my slippers. If this happens, don't stop. Just go on your way." And the young man went on walking to the Prophet's house while Jundub was following him. Jundub came into the Prophet's house and met Prophet Muhammad. He was before a man embodying all good manners. The Holy Prophet asked his guest, ''Where are you from?'' Jundub said, ''From the tribe of Ghifar''. And the Prophet said to him, ''What's your need?'' He replied, how do I become a Muslim? The Prophet said, Islam is to say that there is no God but Allah and that I am Allah's Prophet. What else he asked? Avoid doing evil actions, follow good manners, stop worshipping the idols, worship Allah only. Do not waste your money, do not oppress people. After hearing this, Jundub believed in Allah and his Prophet and he said, I confess that there is no God but Allah and that you are Allah's Apostle. I'm satisfied with Allah as my Lord and with you as my Prophet." At that moment, another great personality was born. It was the personality of the great companion, Abu Dhar al-Ghifari, whose full name was Jundub bin Junada. Abu Dhar stood up and said with enthusiasm, By Allah, I'll spread Islam. Before he left the house, Abu Dhar had asked the Prophet, Who was the young man who showed me to your house? The Prophet answered proudly, He was my cousin, Ali. Prophet Muhammad advised Abu Dhar, Abu Dhar, keep your Islam a secret and go back to your homeland. Abu Dhar realised that the Holy Prophet was worried about him because the Quraysh would kill him. But he said, by Allah, I will spread Islam among the Quraysh, whatever the consequence. In the morning, Abu Dhar set off towards the Kaaba, Allah's holy house. The idols were motionless at their places. Abu Dhar was finding his way while the Qurayshi tyrants were thinking about the new religion. At that moment, Abu Dhar shouted, Quraysh, I confess that there is no God but Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's Prophet. The idols in the hearts of the polytheists shook. One of the Quraysh said loudly, who is abusing our gods? They rushed towards Abu Dhar and began to hit him until he was unconscious. Al-Abbas, the Holy Prophet's cousin, came in between them and saved, saved him then said, "Woe unto you, you want to kill a man who belongs to the tribe of Ghifar? Don't you know that your trading caravans pass by his tribe? Abu Dhar recovered and went toward the Zamzam well. He drank water and washed the blood off his body. Again, Abu Dhar wanted to face the Quraysh with his belief. He headed for the Kaaba saying loudly, I confess that there is no God but Allah. There is no partner with him. And I confess that Muhammad is Allah's Prophet. The Quraysh attacked him like a pack of wolves. They hit him a lot. He fell to the ground unconscious and Al-Abbas saved him again. Abu Dhar went to the Holy Prophet afterwards, and the Prophet looked at him sorrowfully and then said to him kindly, Go back to your people and invite them to Islam. Abu Dhar said, I'll go back to my people and I won't forget what the Quraysh have done to me. Abu Dhar came back to his tribe and began inviting them to the light of Islam. His brother Anis, his mother and a half of his tribe believed in the religion of Islam. The second half of his tribe said, We will not believe in Islam until the Prophet comes. Days, months and years passed. Prophet Muhammad immigrated from Makkah to Medina. The news reached Abu Dhar and so he and his tribe went outside the town to receive the Prophet on the road. In the distance, Prophet Muhammad appeared on the back of his she camel. So Abu Dhar hurried and took the reins of the Sheikh camel and gave good news to the Prophet, telling him that his brother, mother and many of his tribe have believed in the religion of Islam. The Prophet became happy at this news and when he saw the crowds of people, one of them said, Abu Dhar has taught us what you've taught him. We've believed in Islam and we've confessed that you're Allah's apostle. The second half of the tribe of Ghifar believed in Islam too. Another tribe near the tribe of Ghifar, named Aslam came, believed in Islam and confessed. We confessed that that there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is Allah's prophet. Prophet Muhammad then said, may Allah forgive Ghifar." And may Allah save us them. The Holy Prophet went on his travel to Medina and Abu Dhar came back to his tribe. Some of them asked him, has the Prophet taught you anything? He said, yes, he has ordered me to do seven things. He has ordered me to love the poor and to approach them. He has ordered me to look to those who are lower than me, not to those who are higher than me. He has ordered me to maintain close relations with my relatives, even if they turn their backs on me. He has ordered me to say the truth, even if it is bitter. He has ordered me not to fear anyone in Allah's way. And he has ordered me to say often, there's neither might nor power but with Allah, because they are the treasure under the throne. Abu Dhar went on guiding and teaching his tribe and became a moral Muslim believer. One day, Abu Dhar came into the mosque and he found Rasulullah alone. He sat beside him and the Prophet said, Abu Dhar, the mosque has greetings. They are two rakaat or two units of prayer. Abu Dhar stood up and done the prayer. Then he came back and sat beside the Prophet and asked a set of questions. He asked, which act is the best? And the Prophet replied, to believe in Allah, the Almighty, and to strive in his way. Which believer is most perfect? The Prophet replied, the most polite one. Which believer is safest? Prophet replied, he from whose tongue and hand Muslims are safe. Which immigration is the best? To immigrate from sins. Which alms is the best? The alms of the poor. Which verse is the best? The verse of Al-Kursi. Then asked, how many prophets are there? The prophet replied, 124,000 prophets. Abu Dar, four prophets are Assyrian. They are Adam, Sheath, Idris, the first to write with the pen, and Noah. And four prophets are Arab. They are Hud, Saleh, Shu'aib, And your Prophet. Abu Dhar then asked, How many books does Allah, the Almighty, have? And the Prophet said to him, 104 books. 50 scriptures were sent down to Sheath. 30 scriptures were sent down to Idris. 10 scriptures were sent down to Ibrahim. 10 scriptures were sent down to Musa before the Torah. The Torah, the Bible, Zabur, and the Furqan or the Holy Quran were sent down as well. He then asked, what were the scriptures of Ibrahim? The Prophet said that they are all proverbs. One of which is, I've not sent you to put together the things of the world. I've sent you to meet the requests of the oppressed. I don't refuse it, even if it is the unbelievers request. He then asked, what about Musa's scriptures? And the Prophet said that they are all lessons. I wonder at the person who believes in death and then he disbelieves. I wonder at the person who believes in fire and then he laughs. I wonder at the person who believes in predestination, and then he becomes tired. I wonder at the person who sees the world and its changes, and then he trusts it. And I wonder at the person who believes in the day of resurrection, then he doesn't act. Abu Dhar wept humbly and said, O Prophet of Allah, recommend me. And the Prophet said, I recommend you to fear Allah, for it is the head of all religion. He then said, O Prophet of Allah, increase me. And the Prophet said, read the Holy Qur'an. It is light for you in the earth and remembrance for you in the sky. He then said, O Prophet of Allah, increase me. And the Prophet said, love the poor and sit with them. After the Holy Prophet had passed, Abu Dhar was deeply saddened. He had been loyal to the Prophet, and so he had memorized his traditions and used them as a form of guidance in his life. Abu Dhar deeply believed in the Caliphate as he believed in prophecy. He regarded it as a divine right. Allah chose the worthiest of his righteous slaves. In the meantime, he had heard the Prophet saying to Imam Ali Ali, you are to me as Harun was to Musa, except that there is no prophet after me. Al-Qadir Abu Dhar heard the Prophet saying to all the Muslims, Of whomsoever I am a master, Ali is his master. My Lord, befriend anyone who befriends him and make enmity towards anyone who makes enmity towards him. And he also heard the Prophet saying, Ali is with justice and justice is with Ali. After the appointment of the Caliphs following the Prophet's passing, Abu Dhar was always thinking about the interest of Islam and Muslims. So he went out to the fields of jihad to defend the Muslim government. In the meantime, the Romans were launching military attacks against the borders of the Muslim state. So Abu Dhar went with many companions to the war fronts to strive for Allah. During the caliphate of Uthman ibn Affan, it was clear that he did not follow the Prophet's and the companions' manners. He brought his relatives and appointed them in offices of the government. He began filling their pockets with the Muslims' money. And he brought Marwan ibn al-Hakam, who, was who the Holy Prophet had dismissed. and He had made him a ruler for the state. People complained of Uthman's policy and delegation from Kufa and then went to the caliph. They told him that their ruler was always drinking alcohol and that he was always going to the mosque drunk. But the caliph did not do anything. Rather, Marwan abused the delegation and dismissed them. And some of the Prophet's companions were amongst them. One day, Abu Dhar advised Uthman. He told him, at least follow your predecessor's ways so no one will speak against you. But Uthman scolded Abu Dhar and said in the presence of all the attendees, advise me, what shall I do for this lying sheikh? Shall I hit, imprison, kill, or banish him from the land of Islam? Abu Dhar and the Muslims felt pain. They remembered our Prophet's tradition when he said, There is no one under the sky or in the earth more truthful than Abu Dhar. But the Caliph accused Abu Dhar of lying and called him the lying sheikh. Abu Dhar left the Caliph's meeting and he remembered what had happened to him for over 20 years. He remembered the day when the Prophet entered the mosque and found him sleeping. He woke up and said, Never sleep in the mosque again." Then he said to him, What will you do if they send you out of the mosque one day? And Abu Dhar said, I'll go to Sham, the land of Jihad. The Prophet said, And if they dismiss you from it? Abu Dhar replied, I'll come back to the mosque. Then the Prophet said, And if they send you out of it? Abu Dhar said, I'll take my sword and hit them with it. The Prophet then said to him, Shall I direct you to a better thing? Abu Dhar said, Yes. The Prophet said, listen and obey. The third Caliph, Uthman ibn Affan, decided to banish Abu Dhar to Sham. Abu Dhar arrived in Sham. Muawiyah ordered his soldiers to banish him to an area in the southern part of Lebanon, now known as Jabal Amil. Abu Dhar began teaching people the Prophet's traditions and his behavior. He condemned the rulers' corruption, their oppression towards people, their luxury. Muawiyah wanted to tempt Abu Dhar with money to keep him silent. So, he ordered his soldiers to bring him to Damascus. In the meantime, he sent him a lot of gifts, but the great companion gave them to the poor and would always be passing by Muawiyah's palace and saying, Allah curse those who enjoy good, but don't apply it. Allah curse those who prevent people from committing abominable actions, but they commit them. So, Muawiyah ordered his guards to arrest Abu Dhar. The guards brought him chained before Muawiyah, and Muawiyah said to him with spite, Allah's enemy and enemy of Allah's apostle. Every day you pass by our palace and shout, I'll ask Amir al-Mu'mineen, Uthman, for permission to kill you. Then Muawiyah turned to his guards and said, take him to prison. Muawiyah sent the a Lira. In the Lira, he told him about Abu Dhar's actions and about the gathering of the people around him. Uthman ordered Muawiyah to send back Abu Dhar to Medina and to mistreat him on the way. Muslims had heard the news and so they crowded to see the the companion of the Holy Prophet. Abu Dhar wrote his Sheikh Amu, On the way to Medina, the guards ensured that his travels were uncomfortable. They were not respecting his old age and weakness and this made him tired during his travels. Abu Dhar arrived in Medina in a bad condition. He went to the Caliph and was about to collapse to the ground because of intense weakness and tiredness. Abu Dhar said, Woe unto you. Haven't you seen the Prophet of God? Are your actions like his? You attack me violently as tyrants do. Uthman intensely said, Get out of our homeland. So Abu Dhar said, Where shall I go? Uthman said, Wherever you want. Abu Dhar then said, Shall I go to Sham? Uthman cried, No, I'll not return you to Sham. Abu Dhar then said, Shall I go to Iraq? No. Shall I go to Egypt? No. Abu Dhar then said, so where shall I go? To the desert? Shall I go to the Najd desert? No, to the far east, said Uthman, to Al rabatha Abu Dar Allah is great. Allah's apostle was truthful when he told me about that. Uthman asked him, what did he say to you? The companion answered, he told me that I would be prevented from staying in Makkah and Medina, and that I would die in Al rabatha and that some Iraqis on their way to Al-Hijaz would bury me. Ar-Rabatha is an area at the eastern part of al Medina. Abu Dhar disliked Ar-Rabatha because he worshipped idols there during the pre-Islamic period. Abu Dhar liked Medina because the Holy Prophet's shrine and the mosque were there. He liked Makkah because Allah's holy house was there. He liked Sham because it was the land of Jihad. In the meantime, Uthman ordered Marwan to take him and prevent the Muslims from seeing him off. The Muslims were afraid of Uthman's power, so only a few companions saw him off. They were Ali ibn Abi Talib, his brother Aqeel, his sons al Hassan and Al-Husayn, and the great companion Ammar ibn Yasir. Imam Ali advanced to see him off and said, Abu Dharr, you've become very angry for Allah. The people are worried about their religion and you are worried about your religion. So leave what they are worried about in your hands and escape from them with what you are worried about. They are in need of what you've prevented them from and you're in no need of what they've prevented you from. Tomorrow you will know who will be the winner, Abu Dhar, Nothing amuses you but the truth and nothing annoys you but falsehood. Then Aqeel advanced and said, you know we like you and you like us. Fear Allah because the fear of Allah is salvation and be patient because patience is generosity. The Prophet's grandson, al Hassan ibn Ali, then advanced and said, "Uncle, be patient till you meet your Prophet. He will be pleased with you. Then his brother Al-Husayn advanced and said, "Uncle, ask Allah to grant you patience and victory. While Ammar ibn Yasir was in tears, he then advanced and said, May Allah not amuse those who annoy you, and he may not make, those, make safe those who have dismayed you. By Allah, if you want their world, they'll make you safe. And if you're pleased with their actions, they'll love you. Abu Dhar wept and said, people of the house of mercy, may Allah have mercy upon you all. When I see you, I remember Allah's prophet. Abu Dhar, his wife and his daughter went to the desert. He was recalling our master Muhammad's words. And he said, Abu Dhar, may Allah have mercy upon you. You will live alone, die alone, rise from the dead alone and enter paradise alone. That concludes this episode, looking at the life of the great companion, Abu Dhar al-Ghifari. Stimulate Your Mind is proudly presented to you by LOF Productions. For more of our podcasts, where we try to cover all the interesting topics happening all over the globe, and also the personal stories of people right here in our own backyard. Subscribe to stimulate your mind on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. See you guys in a little while.